Welcome to the Five Heart Podcast, the best Nebraska podcast in the land. I, John Johnson, am your fearless leader, founder of Coronation, and hosting this podcast tonight because Todd and Greg are sloughing off, so you get to deal with my lousy <laughs> intros of this thing compared to Greg's radio voice. Tonight, I'm joined by Husker Mike, who writes the opponent, who writes the best opponent previews in the land. And uh, we're going to talk about Big Ten media rights. How you doing, Mike? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. So we, we, you do write the best opponent previews, you know that? Every so often people tell me that or whatever else. It's like, you know, a lot of people, I usually try to do a little bit big, deeper dive than what a lot of uh, what a lot of other people do. You know, so it's just try to get get a little bit deeper than everybody else it takes a little bit longer you know i know i've seen people that crank these things out you know do one a day you know it's like well okay i guess you have a full-time job but even then it's like you're just doing superficial you know right stuff here so well most i think most people are just looking for the clicks from the headline yeah. but you know we're, we're not uh big 10 media days are only like a month away i know I, and uh, and mm-hmm. like with the, the early or late August game, the, the second attempt at going to Ireland, you know, the summer is even even shorter than than uh, than usual. So, so we are getting. We're, it's not too far. It's you know, it's that last mile before you get home. Yeah. So it's the lo- long trip, and then you're like, oh my god. So. Big Ten media rights. Before we started, I went out and I pulled up one article about this. And the article is by Dennis Dodd at CBS Sports, who, quite frankly, I'm not a big Dennis Dodd fan. That guy's a – we'll stay away from that. Uh, He's a great guy. <laughs> he, uh, but he says in his article, the new deal, which would begin in 2023, which is not far away either – could be worth a record-setting $1 billion, $1 billion, billion per season. That's You have to use that Dr. Evil, $1 billion. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember it. But I mean, that's uh, a bill, uh, really a billion a year. When you think about uh, what Fox, another network is going to do, and keep in mind that, unlike all the other conferences, uh, the Big Ten gets taps gets a double tap on what they do. They have the media rights that they sell to to BTN, which is owned by Fox and the Big Ten. But because they actually own part of the Big Ten network, they get whatever else the Big Ten. BTN also generates as far as profitability. So they, you know, they get a, they get a double dip, if you will, that something that the SEC uh, and ACC don't, aren't able to do, you know, the PAC 12 could, but nobody watches the PAC 12 network. So. <laughs> no, they don't. I, the, the uh, boy, Jim Delaney was a genius. He, I, setting up BTN and everybody thought he was an idiot at the time. Well, you know, I don't think – I think the Big Ten was in a unique position where they had – they have 
these incredible brands uh, that people just can't resist. You know, the SEC probably could have done the same thing with their with their media rights, but they chose to go tie into the ESPN uh, monster there. And so they are fully committed there, but uh, but uh, the idea of a conference network was was ahead of its time. And certainly I would say BTN is more successful than all the other networks that people have tried to do, both, in, I would argue, in both college and pro, um, because I don't, I don't think... Uh, you know, this is just my perspective. I don't think uh, NFL Network and MLB and NBA TV are nearly as ingrained as uh, as BTN is to uh, to Big Ten college sports. Do you think that's because the, yeah, this is a little off topic, and this is where we start going really long? But do you think that's because Big Ten, the Big Ten, probably more than any other conference? maybe the Pac-12 a little bit, but they've emphasized Olympic sports and people are, I mean, like Nebraska, I, everybody will watch Big Ten volleyball. You have an entire, Big Ten wrestling is the top wrestling conference. It's not even close. Big Ten volleyball, top volleyball. I mean, all those sports add up to viewership and money, don't they? It, it, it's, it's, well, it becomes a big host for, it's your primary host for, for Big Ten basketball. I mean, no, let's that's true. Honest, there, you, basketball, you know, ESPN doesn't have, nobody has the bandwidth. BTN can, can show Big Ten basketball seven days a week and whatever else. But, yeah, but I, I think it's, I think it's some of that. I think it's also, you know, with the SEC, I would joke that it's pretty much football and then they when have does baseball. practice start and then, well, right. I guess we'll throw a couple of baseball games and then, what are preseason footballs? You know, you know, SEC is is so predominantly football oriented, and all the best football games end up on other networks. Uh, with uh, but the Big Ten has, like you said, basketball, uh, base baseball is growing thanks to Nebraska coming in, coming over. I mean, we cannot uh, underestimate what Nebraska did for Big Ten baseball. True. Uh, uh, wrestling, as you mentioned, let's not forget hockey. Uh, right. Big, probably the second best college hockey conference around, and some of the most passionate uh, fan bases in college hockey. So you got that. Uh, so you have all these you know, premier volleyball conference. You have all these great things that drive viewership towards towards BTN. So uh, first, let, let's start out with, uh, when you look at this, you mentioned that the SEC is tied primarily to ESPN. Now, there's a thing like first tier, second tier, third tier rights. Can you explain that to me and our listeners? Like well, we're five? <laughs> that whole tier structure is going away with the SEC and two, uh, but it's going to get, I think it's going to be enhanced or increased with uh, what the Big Ten does. Uh, to think about this in the most, in the best uh, perspective, I'll use the SEC example. For the longest while, uh, the top SEC game went on CBS, 2.30 on, on Saturday afternoon. Right. That was tier one rights. 
Tier two rights was what ESPN has had the last 20 years or whatever. So they get two or three SEC games and they, you know, put one on ESPN and one on ESPN two, you know, two or three games, maybe four. I don't know the exact math on there. And that was the tier two rights. And then there was the tier three rights, which kind of fell into, you may have seen things like Jefferson pilot and, things like that, though. You know, sometimes those games were syndicated or whatever else. Uh, and those were the tier three rights. Those are the games that SEC didn't have the bandwidth or the interest in. Because, you know, even though SEC has, ESPN has, you know, ESPN, the Deuce, ESPNU, ESPN News, you know, they never actually made it quite to uh, ESPN, the Ocho. Uh, but uh, so they don't have all that bandwidth there. So that's where the tier three rights came in. Uh, so then ESP, SEC saw how much of a success the Big Ten was having with BTN. They said, we need a conference network too. So they created the SEC ESPN network. That's their tier three rights. Ah, okay. Get that. Now where the SEC is going, well, uh, ESPN made a big deal to take because they already had the tier three rights. They already had the tier two rights. So then they said, we want all of it. So they, they outbid CBS. And so, so ESPN now has all the rights. Tier one, tier two, three, three, and it's all ESPN now. And they, and they, that, that sounds like eggs all in one basket. Yep. So now, so, uh, so now with what comes to the big 10, you've got, uh, the tier one, tier two rights, a little bit nebulous there. You've got, uh, right now you got Fox and ESPN splitting up basically the tier one, tier two rights. It, there really isn't a tier one, tier two with, with, uh, with the big 10 Fox and Fox and, uh, and ESPN split them both. And then whatever doesn't fall fit those things falls to tier three, which is BTN having the rights to that. So how much of this last year, there was a lot of talk about the big, the uh, college football playoff expanding, you know, and they wanted to do this. We're going to go to 12 teams thing. And there was a lot of crap being thrown around about, we're going to do this ahead of time before the contract is because of a test. And then the, the alliance was formed with the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC, and really the alliance was just something to throw a big monkey wrench into. What really was the ESPN and SEC? It sounds like, but I think really what that was wasn't that a like shot at basically saying we're not giving all the rights to ESPN early, so knock it off. I think that I think that was uh, well the plan there when. The uh, when the college football player was first formed, uh, it was kind of weird how all those rights because they didn't really package them up in one big pa- tight package. It's just ESPN just went out there and started negotiating with each of the, the six bowls to get the rights to each uh, bowl game, and then said we've got all the rights to all the uh, playoff games. Uh, I'm not sure that was the best deal for. Uh, for college football to do, but that's the bowls let, you know, we, we, we give the bowls way too much power to, uh, yeah. 
to to manage this stuff. And so the, so the playoff, ESPN got all the rights to all six of the bowl games, and they have to be involved in the playoff in some situation there. Obviously, I think if you have let a Fox, maybe even a CBS, other other uh, outlets bid on it, when it's competitive bidding, people are going to tap. You know, if ESPN know, ESPN kind of already already had the rights to everything, so it was kind of hard for them to to get uh, to get pushed out of that thing. But if they have to do competitive bidding. Uh, I mean, that's how ESPN lost uh, money or lost Monday night or lost the Sunday night football package because, you know, they weren't willing to bid what NBC was willing to do. So, so that's, you know, so when you have that competitive bidding, and I think there were networks saying, or some of the other conferences with when the idea was, was uh, expanding it out, they said, well, we're already committed to, uh, to ESPN, there's they're not going to pony up more money, uh, so we're not going to get that big rights increase, and we're going to hand it off more stuff to ESPN to be power brokers. I would disagree with that simply because uh, when they were talking about this thing, there was going to be you were going to have the the seeds five through twelve uh, playing. They were talking about on campus. You know that would be. That was, those were amazing games uh, to, to make potentially make uh, Alabama or an SEC team co up and play in the horseshoe yeah. so or Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine that having my having Miami have to come, Miami Hurricanes have to come to Lincoln to play in December. I don't think anybody will ever allow that to happen, which is a damn shame. I, well, here's the thing: I think I think it will happen. It will have to happen if they're if we're serious about doing playoff expansion, because there is no way you can tell plans to go to all these different uh, neutral sites in SEC country, right? Uh, you know, uh, you know, it would be insane for a Big Ten's for the big 10 to sit there and say, you know what? We would rather play a game in Pasadena than in Ann Arbor. Right. Why would you make your teams fly to California to do that for the first round and then fly to another bowl game and then have your fans fly to Dallas and then for the semifinals, fly to Atlanta and then for the national championship game. Oh, now you got to fly to New Orleans. Right. How many it's people dumb. have that much? How many fans have that much money to be able to take four road trips? They've already found this out with the with the uh, when with the existing uh, playoff bowls. When they are bowl games that people can drive to, ticket sales are not a problem. People come. They you know they may get a bowl hotel room for a night or two. But they'll spend the two hundred dollars on a ticket. They'll, you know, if they can, you know, get there on well, what would have been fifty dollars for the gas. Now it's a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, you know, if you can, if you can drive to a bowl game, hey, that's a great weekend trip. Go for it. As soon as you tell people, yeah, as soon as you make it so that 
they've got to make a three-day drive or they have to uh, you're gonna have to fly there and airfares you now you're talking 300 500 a person well because you're traveling over the holidays but now you've just you know you just blown the only people making money on this are the airlines you know the 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 tickets are two hundred dollars. The airfare is five hundred. Right. Plus, you got to find a hotel. You got to find yeah, transportation. So it's like Damn. you know everybody's making money except the bulls, whatever. So, 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 what's the best solution if you have all these games? Can you are you more likely to sell a two hundred dollar ticket in Ann Arbor? To are Michigan fans going to spend two hundred dollars to go to a game in Ann Arbor? Or Pasadena, it'll be an easy sell. Right. You know, okay, yeah, all right. The, you may have to spend another hundred fifty bucks on long underwear, but <laughs> in antifreeze. But all right, back to Big Ten media rights. Uh, this is the Big Ten is kind of coming up on their contract renewal, right? Yep. After this and, upcoming season is the last season of the of the current uh, Fox ESPN deal. And Jim Delaney basically set that. He took a shorter deal where I think the other conferences took longer deals with theirs, didn't he? Well, they were Big Ten was last to hit the hit the uh, hit the market again, um, and then he, but he negotiated a shorter contract with the thought process that the Big Ten would be first in line for the next round, only to have. ESP had come in and already make presumptive bids on the ACC and the SEC. And you can say, well, Big 12, but Big 12 is kind of collapsing. So that's a that's another mess entirely. So, you know, I don't know if it was genius or just dumb luck or whatever else, but he thought that the Big Ten was coming in first. Well, Big Ten is really actually coming in last because ESPN already made long-term agreements with uh, – with uh, with the SEC, so you know, so now they're coming in. Uh, so, so do we know? I at a bill is it really? You think it'll get to a billion a year? I don't think people are making up that that number. I think that number is probably in the reasonable uh, ballpark. But the question is, is how much do they want to push to get that? Uh, that uh, that billion dollars. Uh, for example, let's talk about you know, let's say Fox. Let's say Fox says, "Well, we'll pay you that money, but you've got to give us something to. You have to give us more exclusive inventory." So, hey, I want Friday night games. I also want a Thursday night game. Right. Okay. You know, so the question the Big Ten has to go back and say is. How much do they want to sell? You know, the when the last contract when they added the Friday night games, you know, the schools like Rutgers and Illinois, they said, we'll take the exposure. Nobody comes to our games anyway, so who cares? Right. But you know, schools like Ohio State, Michigan, and really Nebraska as well says Friday night on our campus is a non-starter. Right. And Fox may push harder, says, well, if you will agree to allow us to do a weekly Friday night game, we'll pay you this much more. And the Big Ten's going to have to say, do we really want, 
are we willing to accept that? Uh, I suspect that it, we make it may come up short, but you never know. Okay, I, I don't I don't mean to be mean here, but Jim Delaney versus Ken, Kevin Warren negotiating these things. I mean, who do you trust more? That's not even a question, really, is it? I mean, I just look at this and go, uh, can Kevin Warren actually do this? I hope to God that other, there's lawyers, 38,000 lawyers. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Mike Hall, it, you know, one of those guys that does the desk job could negotiate better, I think. This this contract renegotiation, this next contract, is really weird because Fox is also at the table. And I'm not sure how this, how this exactly all came about, but Fox is sitting on the other side of the table next to Kevin Warren. And right. so... The execs from ESPN, the execs from the other networks are all having to pitch to Fox. So uh, you can say, well, gee, uh, uh, Kevin Warren isn't Jim Delane. Well, that's true, but keep in mind that uh, Fox has material uh, value in, has, gets value out of this also. So they want the highest bid also. And I think that's kind of the, uh, that's probably the thing that probably saves uh, or make mitigates the lock, lack of Jim Delaney uh, being involved. <laughs> All right. What else do we know about this? Anything big 10 meteorites, I guess, what was it we discussed in Slack? One of the big things about uh, ESPN being maybe being cut out of the deal was that, ESPN is the network for everybody goes for their sports news and they have a tendency to not talk about any sports that they're not making money on. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing with, uh, that's an interesting thought there because I think it plays two ways. I think the big 10 is arguably too big for ESPN to ignore. Uh, a lot of hockey fans uh, say that, interest in uh in the nhl dropped when when uh the nhl walked away from espn and went to nbc for 10 years um and there was and certainly uh there was there was an argument that fox was or espn was ignoring the nhl but by the same token at that same time uh nbc was showing a hell of a lot you know you could during uh, you on an average weeknight evening, you usually found more often than not you found a hockey game on on one of NBC's channels. Uh, ESPN has the, has half the rights now, and during the most of the winter until the after the NCAA basketball tournament, they were only showing like two games a month on on ESPN. So they, it was almost like NHL went into complete hiding on. Uh, TNT had some games, and so they would show a couple games a week. But it was almost like ESPN. So I, I don't know whether I don't know if that argument really applies. Uh, that that uh, you're going to lose uh, viewing interest, especially with Big Ten football. Uh, Big Ten football is just too big. And keep in mind that um, everybody knows that the Big Ten is going to be on another network, so they're not going to ignore it. Uh, no, that's true. 
it's it's going to be Big Ten's too big to ignore. Where I think is the big risk of of cutting out ESPN is not with football; it's basketball because where do you watch uh, college basketball? ESPN. ESPN. Yeah. So that's you know. Yeah, CBS has picks up basketball in in January and and more so in February, but that's only on weekends, and they have to fight for golf, fight for coverage with golf there. Uh, yeah, Fox has a handful of games, and they fill they fill their cable network up there. But if you don't have ESPN at the table for college basketball, Big Ten basketball is going to suffer. So hmm. I think. And that's why I think why this negotiation is getting so dicey. It's not football that's really that need, that big. Big Ten doesn't need doesn't need ESPN for football. They need them for basketball. Okay. But that being said, uh, the other networks all know how valuable Big Ten football is, and they all want a piece of it. You've got CBS, who now has nothing on Saturdays. They, does, that they mean, does that mean we won't hear Gary Danielson at all? Well, you, <laughs> I, that's a good question. My, yeah, yeah. my, if I had to bet money right now, I think what you're going to see is, uh, I'll go ahead and play my cards out right now. What I think you're going to see is you're going to see, uh, CBS take over what currently ABC would be normally showing. Fox will have Fox and, and CBS will alternate who's got the big game of the week. And when I say big game, it's B1G. Uh, uh, and you'll see I have a doubleheader. In fact, I would not be surprised. Uh, this is an idea I've kicked out of there is that Fox's big noon Saturday becomes B1G noon Saturday with. It's a Big Ten game at noon or at 11 a.m. because it's nobody cares about the Eastern time zone. Right. So you have 11 a.m., the Big Ten game on, on Fox, 2.30, the Big Ten game on CBS. And then after that, then it comes filler stuff. FS1 will get a game or two. Who gets the rest of it? Uh, will ESPN retain the rights to one or two games? To fit in around that thing, I think that's probably the most likely scenario. The interesting, most interesting idea I've heard is going Fox with a Big Ten game at, at eleven a.m., CBS at two thirty, and then NBC coming in with a with a Big Ten primetime game. Now, if you tell me that having uh, Big Ten games on broadcast networks all day long isn't going to draw attention and oh by the way when they when those when on the next day on sunday throughout all that nfl programming they're promoting the big 10 game that's coming up on saturday there's no ignoring <laughs> there's okay there's no ignoring the Big Ten. Big Ten. Big that, Ten. That's true because if you know if they could do that and then do it on Sunday, you know, I mean they they're going to have to pay for the games. So they're going to have to market them and advertise them and talk yeah. about them. 
these networks, you know, aren't, they're going to spend a lot of money, i.e. a billion dollars to show Big Ten games. They're going to want people to watch these doggone games and they're going to promote them and make sure you know about them. And so you're going to know the big game is on one of those networks. Explain to people that having a the big noon Saturday game is a big game because I constantly see people on social media saying, if we were a big deal, our games would be on at night. And it's kind of like, uh, no, that's not true. The okay. night games are fun, but in person, but the big game is big noon Saturday on Fox. Well, Fox's big time slot is, is big noon. With uh, Fowler and Herb Street, Saturday night is the ABC primetime game. Okay, they've kind of locked into that. You know, they try to send game day there because they don't want Herb Street having to fly across the country all the time. So, so, uh, so Saturday night is going to be ABC's top game. CBS traditionally has had the big game at two, the big SEC game at two thirty. So what's left? You have two choices. You could say, you could say Fox Big Noon and put it on 11 a.m., or you could do Fox College Football After Dark, like with the Pac-12. <laughs> you know, with the game that would work well in November. Yeah, it's like so that, that's perfect. So Fox has glommed onto onto Big Noon, and they've had a lot of success for it um, because. You know, that's where they decided that's they could put their big game on there and they were running up against the other. So the Fox's biggest game is going to be on 11 a.m. And to me, it isn't a question of if you if your team sucks, you're on 11 a.m. That's not the case. When your team sucks, your game is on BTN or ESPN News. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next big question. You're talking about you're talking about uh, the big or the Big Ten, yeah, the Big Ten splitting between Fox, CBS, and NBC, and between those networks because they are broadcast networks. People people can still pick those networks up on antennas. Correct. Yeah, that's a big deal. I think that's a bigger deal than people think it is. Just look at the ratings for the NCAA Final Four when TNT when TBS. Carries the games, the the rating, the viewership drops by a third. So many people have cut the cord uh, that, and they they either don't have cable, they they don't want to spend the money on YouTube TV or some other uh, online platform like that. So the games go, you know, they just say "Eh, for one or two games, I yeah, just skip that. You know, if I'm not thinking. But if the the casual fan, one will bring in the big eyeballs, you know, if you're a dedicated fan, will find a way to watch. You know, you know, I mean, remember back in the day, we used to, you know, how much do we pay on pay-per-views when, uh, when in the big 12 days? You know, Husker fans will spend the money to right. watch it. But that's, you know, those people are going to do that. To attract people, you got to have those broadcast is really where it is right now, you know. Uh, you know, a lot of people will talk about, well, Amazon just got, got the NFL. The only reason Amazon got the NFL was because the big networks were losing money putting 
pro NFL football on Thursday nights. Right. It's like people are doing other stuff during the week. They, there wasn't, yeah, they were interested to a degree in Thursday night football, but the, but Amazon just said, we're here's a crap ton of money NFL and NFL says, okay. <laughs> we'll take it. Okay. So three, three broadcast networks, three, three. Could that's, this, yeah. That's a possibility. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I think, okay. I think it's, almost certain that CBS is going to get their fingers in the mix. I think it's definitely going to be two. The question is, is whether it's three. Okay. So if we have three broadcast networks doing big 10 games, could this offset the obvious bias that the SEC gets in college football from ESPN? Well, the, I think you'll see more ESPN bias, but the thing is, is that people know they have to, that uh, they can't ignore Ohio State. They're going to be flipping over to watch those other things. Uh, at a certain point in time, you know, Corso isn't going to be able to put the headgear on anymore. Right. And more and more people uh, li started liking what Fox was doing for their uh, kickoff show. Um, you know, back in the day when Urban Meyer was doing it, and, you know, Urban's Meyer back on Fox more than likely – People were, were preferring it was a little bit less gimmicky what uh, what than what game day had become. So you know, I think game day game day started just losing me when they did every every week it's some celebrity picketer that yeah. I, you know what I mean. Bring in a guy that might be fun. I don't fucking Katy Perry. I love Katy Perry's music. I do, but I don't want to fucking see her pick football games. I don't. I just some of that stuff you just got. I turned it off. I I don't know when the I don't know when the last time I actually watched game day more yeah. than fifteen minutes of game day thing. I mean, I got you know I I, I watch you know, the games that are on, but it's like ah, I've got a full day of football here to watch. <laughs> I don't need to you know. It's like I don't need to pregame you know. Game day has almost become kind of a caricature of itself. So I I agree with that. It's it's way. I don't know. I think it's way overproduced. It's not, you know, it's like what ESPN tries to do with everything. And what makes the NFL boring at times is it's just the constant absolute control of every moment of everything that ever happens, which is why Lee Corso was such a joy whenever he, you know, gaffed like that. What, what was the time he said, fuck it and threw the headset yeah. off? <laughs> And picked up the other headset and everybody was like, oh, my God, you know, that that's fun. I think that's, you know, Lee Corso can get away with that stuff. But, um, you know, I've I've covered events. I've been on the field where you were doing when I was doing photography at ESPN events. Well, like the College World Series. And it, it is heavily controlled by ESPN, you know, and, and like you kind of understand that as a media person. When you're going through the rules, and you know, for example, at the College World Series, you're not allowed to shoot any live video whatsoever. Even if you're up in the concourse, you're not allowed to shoot any live video uh, during games at all. And the last time I was there, they basically sent out an email and said, we will tolerate no more live video shooting. If you do this again, your credentials will be revoked and you will be basically ejected from the college world series so some of that i understand but some of it is just like oh my god the control stuff is just i don't know kind of boring 
but they, they, they they're paying the money to have they those are paying the money so you know so that's the it's like I said these sports aren't college football isn't hurting for attention you know it's not like like Mac football people are gonna watch watch Big Ten football and frankly if it's on you know if the game's on broadcast TV versus ESPNU right uh, you know, that's a it's huge difference find anyway so oops do we have uh, do we have anything else to cover on Big Ten media rights? No, I think so. Like I said, I, I really believe that I think you're going to see Fox, Fox is Fox is already basically signed and sealed and delivered. So Fox will be have the big and I shouldn't say guaranteed because I think it's all still for negotiations. But Fox will have first cut of everything. I think it'll probably be CBS getting the second cut, and then it becomes. Then the rest of it becomes FS1 and probably ESPN with something. The thing is, I don't, I, I think ESPN has to, the, what ESPN ABC currently have has to be pared down, at least pared down, simply because they just added one or two SEC games to the mix. So they just don't have the bandwidth. You know, they joke about, well, we got, well, we got bandwidth. Yeah, they're going to put a, you know, they'll put a, a game that would have been on uh, everything gets bumped down a tier. So the game that was on ESPN two is now going to be on ESPN news. So I don't think the big 10 wants to do that. You know, so I think they're right. going to, I think, I think the money that CBS is going to be able to offer, because I think the CBS sees the value of being able to bring in brand names like Nebraska, Penn state, uh, Ohio state, Michigan is it, just too tough to ignore. So I think plus, that's weird. plus live sports. I mean, live sports. You look at the top stuff that people watch on TV nowadays. It's live sports. You know, the, yeah, gotten so fragmented. There's so many different, you know, streaming ops or whatever else. Any program, you know, that's why network TV is all reality shows now because nobody wants to produce something that because there's there's only one type type of program that will get that you can get ten million people to watch. That's a sporting event. Yep. So that's where the money is. It comes down to if we get a billion dollars, if we, you and I get a billion dollars a year. (laughs) Uh, It comes down to about $71 million per school, which I think right now they get like what, 50? Yeah, but keep in mind that 50 is includes a bunch of other stuff too. That's the other thing is because that 50, really only 30 billion of that 50, or 30 million of that 50 million comes from TV. The rest of it comes from like uh, bowl revenue, the NCAA basketball tournament, the Big Ten basketball uh, tournament, you know, all these other things that make money for the Big Ten. It's not just football. I mean, other things make money for the Big Ten as well. And so when they get that big check for, you know, all that money goes to the big 10 and then they get, then they write a big check out to every school and that can, can includes all that other stuff. So what, that's where it says when they say, well, okay, if, the, if each school is going to get 70 to 75 million a year now from TV, then you add on top of that, the college football playoff and bold money, NCAA basketball tournament, all that stuff. That's when the number jumps over a hundred million. And frankly, from my perspective, I hear the numbers. I see they always say 
The numbers always seem to reflect that the SEC is going to make more money, but the Big Ten's TV contract is going to be worth, is looks like it's going to pay more than the SEC. So I think it's not out of line that when this is all said and done, that the revenue that the at each Big Ten school is going to ha- have available to it is going to approximately double. So that's, wow. that check is going to be probably in that $100 million range. Maybe it's 90 Maybe it's 110. I don't know, but it. So it do, you, gonna... do, you, do you ever run into anybody that says, gee, I wish we'd never left the Big 12? <laughs> Only when we got our, maybe when we got our ass handed to us by Ohio State. <laughs> but I, but mean, I mean, when you, when you look people, at this. The only people who say that are the people who uh, don't, A, don't follow it, or B, just look at the fact that Nebraska football has struggled the last six, seven years. Nebraska football has been struggling the last seven years, not because uh, not because they left the Big Ten. They left because they hired made a really bad hire in 2015, and Scott Frost hasn't figured out how to dig out dig us out of that hole. Right, right. Okay, you think that's it? I think that's it. <laughs> Anything else you want to cover or talk about? I gotta get back to work on component previews. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. We have we have eleven more games to go. You put your Northwestern preview. I'm gonna take the information from that and do a YouTube video. Start my opponent previews on YouTube. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. I have to remember how Greg signs off. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> This has been the Five Heart Podcast because five hearts are the only hearts you need. Uh, Mike, this is where you say go Big Red. Go Big Red.